Brand new data released by the government shows impressive numbers for America's economy. So what's behind the reported economic boost? I'm Veronica Dudo. Let's find out. This is In America Today from the Ticker News Studios in New York City. The U.S. Commerce Department reports that the economy grew faster than expected in the second quarter as a resilient labor market supported consumer spending. The report comes a day after the Federal Reserve hiked key interest rates by a quarter percentage point for the 11th time. The much-anticipated interest rate hike now takes benchmark borrowing costs to their highest level in more than 22 years and could once again send ripple effects across the economy. For more, we're joined by Chris Versace, the Chief Investment Officer of Tomatica Research. Thanks so much for joining me today. So far, the U.S. economy has defied recession fears. What's driving such a strong second quarter performance? Well, you're right, Veronica. It was clearly stronger than expected. The initial GDP reading came in at 2.4% on a year-over-year basis. The market was looking for around 1.8%, a dip from the first quarter's 2%. So clearly the economy is far more resilient than the vast majority of people were thinking it would have been uh, you know, two, three quarters ago. Uh, in terms of what's really driving it, you know, you mentioned that the consumer, yes, he and she continue to open up their wallets. But remember, too, that we've got a number number of other programs, uh, stimulus, if you will, that is helping drive the economy. And those programs should actually gain steam in the second half of 2023. I'm, of course, referring to uh, infrastructure spending, the CHIPS Act, those, uh, you know, wide baskets, if you will, of spending out of Washington. But, you know, we're also seeing a a rebound in a number of different end markets that also suggest we could see a stronger second half of the year. PC demand seems to have bottomed. We're uh, seeing continued spending in AI that's going to continue to drive incremental spending, if you will, on data center, chips, semiconductor capital equipment, and, and a number of other areas. So, you know, the economy, you know, again, continues to perform better than expected. And the data also showed uh, a very nice tick down in inflation pressures as well. And I think we saw the stock market get a little bit excited about that news today. Now, on that point, of course, just yesterday, the Fed announced another interest rate hike. Do you think that this is going to continue on? Do you think that they might let up a little bit for their September meeting? So, you know, I have to say that, you know, the market was expecting what the Fed did yesterday, raising uh, the Fed funds rate another 25 basis points to 525 to 550, as you pointed out, the highest level we've seen in, in 22 years. But, you know, what I shared with the folks at Action Alerts Plus, the product that I run for the street, um, I was expecting Powell to say, you know what, we have seen some progress on inflation, but we're not going to rely on simply one data point. We need to see continued and sustained moves lower in inflation. And and the reason I say that is in the first half of the year, whether it was the core PCE index or the core CPI data, there was a lot of moving around, kind of a one step forward, two steps back 
uh, at least up until the June data, where we saw a more demonstrative move lower. So again, I was expecting Powell to say, look, we're going to need to see more data. And that's exactly what they said, um, with Powell really hinting that they're going to go meeting by meeting, data by data. So we're, we will have to see. But I will say this, Veronica, that you know, if we kind of look into the 2Q um, core PCE data that we got today inside the GDP report, it suggests that we will see a very big step down in the June core PCE data that will, will be released tomorrow. And I think the market will like that data. Okay. Now, the report also showed that consumer spending has slowed, but the pace is still solid. How does Main Street and Wall Street view this? Well, you know, the consumer directly and directly is about two thirds of the economy. So we have to watch it very carefully. What, what I think people are really starting to focus in on now, though, is as inflation pressures, you know, start to come down, we want to match that against the wage growth that we have seen and, and may continue to see. What we really want to identify here is that we're seeing real wage growth. That means that, you know, you're actually starting to make more money than you were this time last year. That's a great indicator that the consumer, you know, as a lot of banks have said, is in good shape. But we want to make sure that make sure the consumer remains in good shape. And as a result, you know, signs that we're seeing real wage growth, that will be a, a great positive for consumer spending into the back half of the year. Now, some economists have been forecasting a recession since 2022. So far, the U.S. has been keeping a much feared recession at bay. Should we be bracing for a downturn in the economy anytime soon? So, you know, it's a great question and it's something that's obviously on everybody's mind. You know, if you trace back where we were at the beginning of the year, there was that expectation for a recession or as folks would call it a hard landing. But again, as we've moved through at least the first half of the year, the economic data has held up much better than expected. The economy being resilient, um, you know, so far, you know, no signs of that. But again, we're going to get a lot of data, uh, you know, in the next couple of weeks, the next couple of months ahead of the Fed's next meeting. As we move through that data, we'll have an evolving view on the economy. And here's the thing. If it turns out to be stronger than expected for longer and perhaps strengthens even further, that could be a problem for the Fed because it might result in them having to extend their fight on inflation. You know, candidly, uh, if we want the Fed to stop raising rates, we want to see a softer landing emerge. And so far, that's what the data is pointing to. Do you think that soft landing is what's being accomplished? You know, again, can only go by the data so far. You know, we'll, we'll get a lot of interesting data next week when we get the uh, final PMI numbers, uh, you know, for the manufacturing economy, the services economy for the month of July, we'll be reading into the new order data. And I think that will help confirm the notion of a soft landing. Now, for some people who may not understand, could you talk a little bit about why some of these data points are so important? Well, you know, we're always trying to triangulate, you know, the speed of the economy. And in the case of the Fed, we want to understand what that data means vis-a-vis -vis monetary policy, you know. So, 
uh, each uh, month, you know, there, there's a tremendous amount of data that's being released. Uh, I, I just mentioned some that's coming next week, but next week also brings the employment reports. We'll have a sense of, you know, how fast jobs are being created, what the unemployment rate is and wage growth. And then the weeks after that, week, excuse me, week after that, we'll get further reads on uh, the consumer price index, the producer price index, retail sales that'll tell us to what extent consumers are opening up their wallets, and then even more data when it relates to income. So all of this, when we triangulate it, is you know designed to tell us, is the economy expanding? Is it slowing? Is it contracting? And these are the things that we need to understand to determine if we're going to have a hard landing, soft landing, if the Fed might need to do another rate hike, or if the Fed's rate hike from yesterday was the last one in the current rate cycle. So again, a lot of data to chew through. And as you mentioned, we did get some weekly jobless claims and that information is saying that they fell. Do you think that there are some cracks emerging as we head into a seasonally weak time of the year for the market? Wow, that is a great question because you're you're 100% correct on that. Uh, typically, late July, early August, the market tends to fade a little bit. Sometimes we see a correction uh, you know, a modest one around, you know, 5% plus or minus. So this is a seasonally weak time of year. But I think we have to keep in mind that the data can be strong, but the market can, you know, go through that seasonal pattern. So in terms of those um, jobless claims, you know, when they fall like that, it, te- it tends to suggest that we might get a stronger than expected July employment report next week. And if, if that does happen, it would kind of support the notion that the economy is indeed remaining resilient. Great. Christopher Sachi, thanks so much for joining me today. More ticker news right after this. 